first. That's a bit of Eminem. And here we go. Welcome, guys, to episode eight, I think. Episode eight of some dang good advice. Dang good advice. Dang good advice. How are you feeling today, Andy? Well, I just finished work yeah. and um, not used to like daylight saving being off, right? Yeah. But yeah. So everything turns dark so early. So quick. Now you finish up in the office and it's dark straight away when you get home. Yeah, life kind of sucks right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you come home, it's like dark and gloomy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good for sleeping though. It's hard to get up in the morning, so that's for sure. You're right. Um, I was wondering like how were we able to do it like back in like the COVID days where we that's work, right. wake up 5 a.m. Five in the morning. train at 6 o'clock. Yeah. That's we didn't crazy. have anything else on in our days. Let's be honest, right? So oh, we yeah, wake true. up. like That was the <laughs> highlight of the day, getting out of the house. Then we'd be back at home and working. You are right. I guess that's right, man. Now, every, I think everyone is back to normal lifestyle and stuff. So it's different. Yeah. Just going to find that motivation. So Andy, we're talking about stress today. Yeah. Handling stress. Handling stress. How do you handle stress? I think we've all been in a stressful situation. Oh, totally, what, man. Tell me what has been one of your most stressful situations you've ever been in? Oh, uh, well, I just had like a major stress breakdown like three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was I was going through something very emotional and yes. very dramatic in my life, um, which I wouldn't want to touch on right now, probably in the future. <laughs> but Long story short, I got this like condition called um, IBS. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the IBS. It's what happens to Alexi every time he has milk. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you had IBS. The stress caused IBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, sorry. If you're listening to the ruffling sound, it's probably my puffer jacket uh, it's cold weather and i'm very stingy and frugal about like turning on the heater so i just prepare like gin and tonic for me and heels <laughs> so we're sipping some gin while we're doing our podcast and wearing thick warm coats <laughs> uh, oh well yeah talking about ibs right um it was pretty bad it was pretty full on um i thought that i had food poisoning mm. the day before because i I ran to the toilet like I think like five times that day. Sheesh. So I had like the worst stomach ache ever. And I was like, oh, maybe I ate something wrong. Mm. But then um I asked Eddie and I asked like Katrina because we went out to eat together. And um like my friend John and Eunice came over mm. the other night uh, and make dinner for them. So all of them ate the same food I ate. So none of them have any issue. And especially John, like because he has a very sensitive stomach. Mm. And uh, it was fine. Like, he didn't text me and complain that, hey, your chicken rice is bad, man. Like, caused me to have diarrhea or whatever. So, I guess that's fine. And, yeah, it wasn't until, like, day two that I realized that, oh, my goodness. Like, it's probably my stress that caused this kind of thing. Because whatever I eat, I poop. <laughs> yeah. Very graphic. But it's a real thing. Real thing. Yeah. I mean, like, have you, yeah. Have it's you a had real this thing, man. happen to you before where you've been so stressed that it's cooked your guts? Uh. No, to be honest, um, I think the only uh, time that I know of like IBS and I didn't know that it was like really a term here until I came over here and someone just told me, uh, I think Kat told me, like, oh, you got IBS. That is very normal here. It's like, what do you mean very normal? Like back in Malaysia, if we're stressed, we need to suck it up and work on and move on and live on. If you, do, you can't handle the stress, 
you're not fit to survive in Malaysia. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've become weak and soft. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the place that you're living in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's something that's developed. So this was a high stress environment. Oh yeah. It was an emotional time. Mm. And was it just that situation? Like, or was it a pile up of things? Or was it just one scenario that stressed you out? I think generally, um, everyone has stress, uh, regardless what, like when you work, when you study, even when you're living under a household with different people, because of different opinions, different lifestyle, you tend to have like, at least a bit of amount of stress. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is pretty much like a, how was it, a pile up of all the stress that happened. Mm. And it kind of just blew off into like, oh, my body can't handle the strain anymore. And I was pretty like upset and frustrated on that situation. I guess those emotions kind of add up to the stress level. The being stressed and you're always like being, how say, very anxious and very like edgy at time. And it just kind of like wrecks the body. So how long did this episode last for? Oh, for a whole week. One whole week? Yeah, one whole week. Your gut's being cooked. Yeah. So then how did you start to recover from this? Did you, would you say the stress went away? Did it happen in a moment or was it a gradual thing where you're just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm better now? I think it's more of a gradual thing. So I keep telling myself that I need to relax. I need to relax. The more I think of it, the worse it becomes. <laughs> so I think like in the middle, it becomes worse. So whatever I ate and drink, my stomach was like churning nonstop and it hurts me so bad that I lose appetite. So I kind of assume that, you know what? Telling myself to relax isn't like the solution because I was still working. So I had like those uh, gastro stop pills just because like, I try to stop like my bowel movements and all that because I need to push on to work. And uh, until one point, I told myself that, oh, I need a break. So I called up, told my boss that, I need a day off and I just literally did nothing that day. Uh, slept, uh, play some games, eat, sleep again. Mm. And it gradually become better. But yeah, it, it was a gradually. And I guess like the emotions was, I would say, uh, less tense by the six or seven day. Yeah, right. Day. So at the height of the emotions, yeah. that's when you found it. But then when the emotions settled, yeah. that's when you're feeling a little bit better. Oh, yeah. So totally. this was one of those scenarios how stress impacted your body. Yeah. 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 I think we all go through stress. Hey, we all go through some stressful times. So what do you think helped you get through that stressful time? I guess, um, I mean, I'm not expert in stress handling pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if you know me, like personally, you know that I'm always like, what's this happening, man? What is this happening? <laughs> I'm not the chillest guy ever in the group. <laughs> Probably like the most dramatic guy ever. <laughs> so then what, what helped you gather your thoughts and then get out of this stress? I guess talking, like um, I called you on the first day, yep. part of like uh, that incident and all that. Yep. And it was pretty like full on. Part I was like so emotional. I yes. couldn't think straight. But yeah, I think along the way, like talking to different people and then uh, not necessarily getting advice from them, but it's just like just sharing like your heart felt, like how you felt that moment and but being uh, able to, someone being able to be there to acknowledge and listen that, oh, you've gone through that, kind of helps. Yeah. That, that's why I guess like um, we have therapists and like yeah. uh, people that you go in and you pay money and they listen to you talk. 
So there's something special about just being able to verbalize your emotions. Oh yeah. I think I think it's it's needed for everyone. Because mm. like you said, sometimes it's not about correcting, it's just about getting it out. Yeah. I find when I'm uh I'm able to talk through things, it helps me arrange my thought process and it starts putting things into a a better perspective of what I'm actually thinking. So as I'm thinking about it, as I'm talking through these emotions, sometimes I'm realizing, oh, you know, it's not actually as big as I thought, but the fact of just getting it out is helping me order my thoughts and giving me, I guess, comfort in that. Is that what you found? Yeah, totally, man. I feel like uh, it's, I would say that it's like, uh, you have like a bunch of like steamy hot water that thermos because it's well sealed. Um, okay, a better way, it's like a can of like soda. So when you shake it, it's going to explode because of all the gas and all that. So you need to release it because yes. if not, when it explodes, the whole can will burst yes. and you know what? It literally obliterates like the whole can. Yes. But if you pop the can of soda open, yeah, there might be things like spilling out and it will be messy and all that. But at least the can is intact. Mm. So I... I put it as like my body is the can. Yes. It's because that I managed to um share my thoughts and all that. It's like gas, like spill so out. Yeah, but get it out. Yeah, yeah. But because I wasn't able to get it out at the first like few days, that's why I got like this massive diarrhea attack. That uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It's graphic. It's, it's graphic. It's graphic, but it's it's real, man. Like it's real talk right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie had Eddie had this like condition like uh, one week before our wedding. Wow, the IBS. Yeah, so whatever she ate, um, she just like poop out. <laughs> <laughs> so graphic, it's real. It's real right now. Yeah. How do you think? And we just talked about how it helped you just verbalize. Yeah. And I didn't have to say, "Oh, just do this and do that." What? How do you reckon you would have responded, or how do you reckon it would have affected your emotional state if I just started just trying to be a fixer? You know, like uh, you know those conversations. You just don't need to fix it. You just need to. You just need to listen out. I guess uh, you go two ways. So first, if you agree with me, yeah, you'll be like, oh, let's do this. You know, let's fix this. Mm. Let's go all the way and we'll get excited. Probably I'll become better, but we will kind of ex- escalate the situation into like a whole new level. Mm. Or you disagree with me and I feel more defeated. And I'm like, the crap, man. Like, Gilles doesn't understand me, man. And why am I telling him this? And he's trying to correct me and mm. all that. Like, what? Like, not listening to me and mm. stuff. And that will probably cause more stress to me. Because yeah. like, if one of my good mates tell me that, oh, you're wrong. Mm. When I'm like at the most emotional moment and stuff mm. and not just like trying to listen out, I probably feel that, uh, yeah, no one is like really mm. listening mm. rather than just like trying to give me a solution. and just. Uh, yeah. I think there's a, there's a perfect timing for things. Because you want your good mates to be able to tell you how it is. You want your good mates to be like, dude, you're just overreacting. But there needs to be a certain time to be able to do that. Yeah. So as a friend, you need to be able to understand, okay, this is an emotionally charged state right now. If I were to just be black and white, it could it could do the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Because yeah. I think sometimes people just need to get it out first. Yeah, totally. So they just need to be uh, felt heard. And then you expect your mates to be completely real with you. Yeah. So then the right time, and I guess that comes down to your ability to understand the situation and the emotional situation it's going on. It's yeah. kind of like emotional intelligence, what they, they say, right? Yeah. yeah. So understanding the emotions that's um that's going on right now and understanding that, hey, maybe just the cold hard truth is 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 essential, yes, but it's how you deliver it. You deliver it now, 
it's gonna like it's just gonna fume. Oh, but if I you, totally agree, man. It's definitely a skill. Yeah. Like uh, you can't just try to be there like in a full package. Like um, you have trouble. I'll be there like from the, like the start to finish. Like in in the full skill in such a short time, it has to be a progress. It's like first you let the person calm down, and then later on you check on the person. Mm. And then later on, you give your thoughts about it. Totally. Yeah. But I think it, even just the way um, you deliver truth. I think some people, the truth is the truth, right? Yes, we definitely need it. But you can present it in a way that's going to offend someone or you can present it in a way that's like, wow, I, I actually understand what you're trying to say. So I think that's a skill in itself um, for anyone. Anyone that's interacting with someone, I think people need to know that there's uh, there's an art form or there's a specific way to be able to present information or communicate something. Yeah. So you can say something and it can be interpreted completely wrong on how you're trying to deliver it. Yeah. How many times have we heard of people saying, oh, oh, my heart was to help them, but it just didn't work out. They felt like that was attack. Yeah, totally. So I guess the first advice that we can give on to uh, helping someone if the person is stressful yes. uh, is to, I guess, put yourself into the person's shoes yeah and just let them process the emotions first so i guess coming from the point of helping someone out who's stressed like you said put them in put yourself in their shoes and just hear them out and then if you're the person that is being stressed or that is stressed have somewhere where that you where you can convent or where you can release it you talked about that that gas kind of scenario where it just needs to be released you think some people might be better off not communicating through or venting in a different way? I guess at the end of the day, it's really about self-awareness. Like, uh, you gotta know where your mental state is. Mm. Um, I was able to identify quite early because uh, I went through like a series of depression when I was younger. Yeah. And going through counseling, I was able to know that, okay, I'm not at a good place right now. So when I... I'm reacting towards the situation. What 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 can I do next? Yes. And I believe that uh, a lot of people out there, um, that this kind of stress might be the first time you're experiencing it. So you might not be able to think clearly, and it's not your fault because um I wasn't able to think clearly when I first like um you know um when I went through like a very serious stress when I was younger and all that. So it ended up me going into like doing drugs oh. <laughs> and well. like doing all the wrong things in life, man. So uh, yeah, full disclosure, yeah, I'm not like the best person to to look up to if you look at my past, but yeah. How times have changed though. Oh, uh, times change. have changed, yeah. But I guess like at the end of the day, um, what I'm trying to say is, uh, it, I, I guess it's the same formula. Of course, like some people would want to go more physical inventing. And yeah. Probably they would go to like a battering like cage and then they just like whack the baseball yeah, as yeah. much as can. Or they would go a to a driving range and just swing the golf club mm. as much as can. Mm. So it really depends on how you vent out those emotions. But mm. eventually, I guess like you still need to have an outlet to release it. Totally. And when I say outlet, it's not asking you to go and punch some people. It's not punch asking you to go and destroy yeah. your house, property, or any belongings of yeah, any other exactly. people. Those are those are wrong. Like those mm -hmm. are definitely not good. Just think of it like if you are so angry and you slam the door and the door is broken, 
you feel more stressed because you need to use money to pay and repair the door, man. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Well, that's on you personally, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I guess it's important for us to know like what kind of ways that we can channel up. But yeah. I would say um, most of the time, talking about it, it's very helpful. I know that some people out there might think like, oh, I'm a guy. You know, mm. I don't need to talk about my problems or like my mate wouldn't even understand that. Yeah. But um, I guess um, at this point, if that's the case, right, you're going to look for the right person to open up to. Yeah, so. yeah. You can't walk into someone and like, imagine if I tell Gills about like what's going on and that Gills would be like, ah, oh, chill, man. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Nothing matters and all that. I guess it'll be worse. So mm. I guess, I guess you wouldn't feel hurt. Yeah. So you, s- you would feel like, oh, you're not listening. You don't even care. Yeah. So the second advice following up would be finding the right person mm. to help you process that stress. Yes, totally. Yes. And I guess that comes down to who's in your corner. That's what I like to say. Yeah. That's who's right. in your corner? Who is the closest people that you have around you? Because that's essential in life. I think you surround yourself with the right people. It's going to help you through the tough times. It's going to be. Uh, he's going to help you. They're going to help you through the good times as well. Yeah. I think you need the right people in your corner all the time. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, um, any other advice that you can give? I already gave two, man. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Somehow I'm on a roll today, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are on a roll. <laughs> I would say for high stress situations, what you got to do is you actually, you need to think past it, right? You have to think that this is only for a period of time. It's not the end of the world. What's the worst case scenario that's going to happen out of this? It's almost like putting it into perspective. So like you said, it was, it was six days until things started settling down. So for me, when I'm in high stress situations, I kind of look past what's going on. And I would almost just have a moment where I pause and take a breath in and be like, okay, let's think through this. So for me, I guess when I'm in a high pressure situation, I won't verbalize it straight away. So when I'm in high stress situations, I will almost like separate myself for a little bit. And then I'll start processing my thoughts. And then when I start processing my thoughts, that's when I'll start to verbalize what's going on. And then when I start to communicate, that's when I start thinking past it. I think there has to be that time of just almost taking that breath in and relaxing. Um, I think that's for the situations that I face, I think as well, for me, when I'm in higher stress situations, and I, I can think of multiple uh, stress situations, and I guess there's different, completely different levels to it. Um, I, for me, when I think of a high stress situation, when my old man was going through, when he just had a stroke, and we had to go visit him at Hampstead Rehab Center, and it was one of those days where everything just went wrong. When it rains, it pours. It felt like one thing went wrong. Crap, that sucks. Another thing wrong. Another thing went wrong. And the situation revolved around my dad's cars. I don't know if I shared about this. Like yeah. The yeah. We, we did cover it on, I think, episode five. When yeah. it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, that, if that you guys miss it. it out, um, just head back to the, yeah. that. Um, yeah, full context. Totally. Available there. Yeah. That was a high stress situation. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. And, uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I reckon when I was younger, I was one of those people that just reacted straight away. So I was a, like, I would say when I was like in my teenage years, early 20 years, I was the guy that literally used to punch holes in the walls. 
Yeah. If you go to my mum's place, I've got this, you got this cabinet that's on the side. I'll punch the hole straight through that. I punch the hole straight through my door. So just like you, you got a pass. Oh I've got, got a pass as well, right? I like to think now it's, it's a lot different now. Like I handle my stress a lot different. But I'll say this as well. Going through high stress, stress situations has made my capacity a lot bigger to be able to deal with other situations. Oh, totally, man. I think like this experience that we go through helps us to become stronger. Totally. So I guess at this point, like being, us being like our early 30s and stuff, yes. we kind of realized that, um, I'm not sure whether you agree or not, but I would say that when stress comes in nowadays, Yes, it's frustrating. Yep. But we would say that, ah, oh, it's just something totally. that we can just go through and become better. And, and better. I'm like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. All right, let's think about what could, I, if it goes wrong. Like, I'll still have a roof on top of my head. Still got friends around me. And I think uh, we even touched about this before in episode five. It's, it's almost, it's counting your blessings, you know? Oh, yeah. It's realizing that there's more things to be grateful for than to be sorry for. So, um, yeah, just just doing that, putting things in perspective definitely hurts. But I definitely think that now that I've gone through a lot of hardship and a lot of stressful situations, now it's almost my capacity and ability to deal with some of the stuff that I might have thought was so stressful when I was younger is just like, oh, yeah, no, that's all right. Like, just, let's just work through it, you know? Um, so I think that's the beauty of being able to push through stressful situations. It's able to expand your ability and it's almost like strengthening yourself. So when I was younger, I might've faced something and I'd be like, oh, it's the end of the world. But nowadays I'm just like, it's so simple. Why don't you push through gills? Yeah. So I guess um, I'm going to say this, like I'm going like, to summarize it. Uh, not summarizing it. Uh, I don't know what I'm thinking, man. <laughs> Probably it's the gin, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, right, uh, we can, Definitely say that it's not the end of the world. Even you have stress. Yes. Because stress is not the ending. Stress totally. is the process. I would say this analogy that uh, I've like read somewhere, like, you know, how diamonds are produced? Like they go through like immense amount of pressure as carbons and those compression and all that. At the end of the day, it creates something such, such a, uh, it's so beautiful. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, pressure makes pressure, diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds, man. So, yes, totally. Yeah, it's not the end It's hard to, to think that though in the moment. That's very hard to Oh, think. yeah. Because when be, you're in the yeah. moment, you're just like, this sucks. It's the end of the world. So it's a very hard thing to do. When, as I say, you need to separate yourself. And I almost say you have to take emotion out, out of it. Take the emotion out of it is what I almost say. And that's a very hard thing to do, I think. In the moment, because you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But I, uh, what's essential is definitely having those people to be able to talk about it. Yeah. I, th I think some people process it differently though. So I, I guess everyone's timing is a bit different. Um, being able to speak about what's going on in, in your mind emotionally is essential. Knowing the right people around you. But like for me, I, I sometimes have to be like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. Okay. I'm, I don't want to talk about it because sometimes if someone's like, dude, what's going on? Dude, what's going on? Doing what's going on? I'd, I'd be like, I, I don't want to talk right now because I'm just processing my thoughts. Or even when I'm having a conversation that's like pretty full on, and they'd be like, what are you thinking? I'm like, uh, like I'm just collecting my thoughts. Because I just, I want to be able to act out of wisdom and act out of knowledge rather than act out of emotional state. Yeah. Because I know what happens when you act out of emotional state. When I was younger, I used to act out of emotional state. 
I'd put a hole through my wall. <laughs> I remember this one time I was so mad and I used to have this Volkswagen, um, what's it called, convertible. And I was so mad that I hit the, the, the top and it's like this vinyl thing and I sh- Oh my I, goodness. I broke the top. Dude, and as you're soon as violent, did, bro. Yeah, I was back in the day, right? Oh but my I wasn't goodness. violent to anyone. I was just, I just, because that was my way of venting. And I realize now that wasn't healthy. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to process my emotions. Now, like, nowadays, if I'm in those high-pressure situations, I, I'm, I have the ability now to be like, have that, like, okay, well, let's relax. Okay. Oh, okay, what's going on? Let's relax. And, okay, let's think about it and not act, like, at, like lashing out like that. Yeah, so you kind of see, right, uh, one... When he's stressed, he punches things yeah. and create holes. Another one, yeah, he went. He, he used to like take substance and stuff. Um, take substance, what do you mean? Nah, it's not substance. Okay, like yeah. I just smoke weed. Okay, it's not <laughs> drugs. Drugs. Okay, like I don't That's do. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but but it's still bad. Like <laughs> it's not recommendable. So there's, there's yeah. healthy ways to be able there's, to. Invent. Yeah, definitely. There's healthy ways for you to overcome it. So and I think everyone needs to find the healthy ways. Yeah. If it's detrimental to yourself, it's not. It's not right. And if it's violent, I don't think it's right as well. Yeah. I think there's other ways to be able to vent. So what would be like the fine guidelines that you can summarize to give up? That's mm. the case. Yeah, fine guidelines for, for venting? Yeah, maybe like step one, step two, step just okay. a very general. Right, let's, yeah. go, let's go a general thing. Okay. When you're in a high stressful situation, uh, number one, pause. Take a big breath in. Take three breaths in. And... Process what's going on around you and start to think through your problems. And when you start to think through your problems and once you start to put things into perspective, so take a big breath in, start processing through the problems, start understanding and putting things into perspective that, you know what, it's not as bad as you think. There's more things to be grateful for. Then once you get to the place of I'm not going to lash out, then have the have the comfortability to be able to talk to the right person. So I think even even before step one, you need to take inventory of the people that's around you and understand who are the people that I can have in my corner that I can just chat to and be completely real with you. Because if you don't have those kind of people and you're you're listening now and you're just like, I don't have those people, you need to have those people. Everyone needs to have those people. Um, and so do that first. And then once, you, once you're able to process those thoughts, verbalize and talk through that with someone. And then once you, once you have that, that's going to help order your thoughts. Just getting it out and talking it through with the right people is going to as well help put things in perspective as you go. Um, and then even when you're starting to verbalize things, what will happen is you start to think of creative solutions or um, you number one, you put things in perspective, but you start to yeah, okay, it's not as bad as I thought, or you know what, you just feel good just by by talking about it, and then from there, you just step it out one step at a time. I think sometimes people just be like, I need to be there straight away. You might not be there. You might be still right in the middle of it. Take it one day at a time. Take it one step at a time, and eventually you'll get there. Like it took you six days to be like, okay, now I'm good. Uh, six days is good. I know of like some people that. Takes like way longer. Totally, totally. So I would say it's a improve. Yeah. It's an improvement from from my end. Although like it's the first time getting IBS. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Stress impacts people's bodies in different ways. Yeah. Even as an athlete, they say stress is, is controlling your stress is vital. 
because it impacts your performance and your ability to perform. I guess when I was young, uh, pimper outbreaks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's bad. Like, I have like, a lot of like, back acne and stuff. Yes. Uh, big ones, like, yeah. Exits. Just don't go off like for weeks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would trade that for like IBS anytime. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that's some dang good advice. Yeah, Where's the hope. button here? Oh, no, that's I, not it. <laughs> dude, come on, man. <laughs> it is. Yes. I need to start labeling like the pad. Yellow one. Yellow dude, one. stop like, oh, it, it annoys me so much when you just. What, this one here? Yeah. And you <laughs> oh, stop it halfway. <laughs> there we go. We'll just let it roll out. There we go. It annoys <laughs> Andrew so much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we were thinking of like just trying new stuff in our segment and all that. So uh, we just want to talk about something that is hot this week. Something that's like... A hot like, topic. Hot topic. Um, let's talk about uh, Big Bird. Big Bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Bird. So yeah. what's the story, Andy? I, I just saw this just this morning. You told me about it. You were like, hey, did you see the news? Did you see what happened to Big Bird? And I'm like, I got no idea what happened to Big Bird. <laughs> Tell me. And I saw it, but why don't you give a lowdown and a breakdown of what happened to Big Bird? Yeah, so basically, I, in Adelaide, uh, there's this like Sesame Street circus that is going on here. For the kids. It's yeah, for, for the kids. For, yeah, it's all for the kids, man. Hey, I used to be a fan of Sesame Street. Yeah, I used I to love Sesame yeah. Street. Yeah. <laughs> Cookie Monster is like my favorite. Cookie Monster, Elmo was mine. <laughs> yeah. So the context was um, this, like the Big Bird suit was stolen. Big Bird suit stolen. Yeah. It's and like pretty full on. Like I thought like, oh, it's just a costume set. And you know what? It's a legit costume. <laughs> yeah, it's, they say it's, it's like, like a production set costume. It's like the one from the the series when we were kids. Like yeah. it's a full on costume. Yeah. So um, when I saw the price of the, like the costume, it's like, oh, my, my mind blew. Like, oh. Uh, it's ridiculous how much the costume is. 170000 $170,000. Yeah, for you... a Big Bird costume. <laughs> I could have spent that and buy like... It, it costs exactly same, almost the same like a Ford F-150 Raptor. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I could have just like gotten the suit. Probably I should have stolen that, not like some other people that... Apparently it was, it was made in New York and, and flown over for a water production. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. And um, I'm just thinking like... Who would, I mean, maybe it's out of prying they stole like the costume and stuff. They, they were saying that they <laughs> stole like some sound gear as well. Some sound gear, radios and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. My it's... question is how the heck did they steal it? <laughs> the thing's like two meters high. How did they get away with stealing a Big Bird costume? It's bright yellow. I, I guess like. And it's two meters high. <laughs> what if, what if, if you just went into the costume and become Big Bird? You can just walk off the premise just, just walk like out. that. Just walk out of Nathan Park in a big, big costume. No worries. Yeah, yeah no one would know, man. Stop in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I would like some fries. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> big bird hungry. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it's just like weird things that you see like on, on Adelaide, man. <laughs> so I saw a little uh, clip from, I think it was Channel 7, one of the morning shows or something. And uh, one, they were explaining what happened. And the guy that was getting interviewed wasn't the best at being interviewed. All respect to you. But uh, yeah, he just didn't give a lot of information. I guess the people that interviewed him was like, we want some information. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, what ended up happening is Channel 7, what article that I saw, the, 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 the little segment that I saw, didn't show the fact that the Big Bird suit was returned. Yeah. 
It was returned with a with an apology letter as well. Yeah, so um, here's the apology letter. I'm just going to read it yeah, out. Yeah, why don't you read it out? We are sorry. We had no idea what we were doing or what our actions would cause. <laughs> we were just having a rough time and were trying to cheer ourselves up. We had a great time with Mr. Bird. Mr. Bird. <laughs> He's a great guy and no harm came to our friend. Sorry for such... Uh, sorry to be such a big... Burden. Um, he did a pun there. B-I-R. Burden. Burden. Ah, that's, uh, that's funny. funny. Like, sincerely, the Big Bird Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> the bi- that's actually pretty funny. The Big Bird Bandits. It's a publicity stunt, mate. Yeah, Is but... it a publicity stunt? <laughs> they say it wasn't. Uh, I, I guess... I reckon that's a publicity yeah. stunt, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so what do you guys think, man? If you think it's a publicity stunt, um, just leave a comment as well. If you... Don't think it is. Um, also leave a comment on like uh, I'll probably post a post a poll on like Instagram. Publicity stunt or not a publicity yeah. stunt? Was it legit? How the heck did they steal a big bird costume, and how the heck did they return it with no one seeing the security like around there? It's Benighton Park as well. It's a pretty open place. Oh yeah, it's pretty open. Like it's not like everyone they, can see what you do. And- it's not like they took it out of a bag. Like the whole thing, if you see. If you see a photo online, maybe you can post one later. It's yeah, it's but two it's like hundred lean- meters tall. Yeah, two meters. <laughs> two meters tall. But it's leaning up against like a, a power box or something. It's yeah, like you can't fold it up because yeah. it's a proper like. How about the wording in the thing? The big bird bandits. Like <laughs> it's like it's a thing out of the Home Alone, you know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have no idea, man. Maybe like they just try to be funny about it. But I guess like if there's like things stolen, they are probably thieves. And they never thought that it would scale up to this extent do where everyone think, is just hunting for Big Bird. <laughs> do you think someone would go through the effort and return it back? Or they just dump it? Like, why would you run the risk of going back to where it is when people know that there's a Big Bird th- like on the lookout? We've got to find it. People's eyes would just be drawn to it. Oh, now you pick my interest, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, why would I, a thief <laughs> who's stolen, apparently stolen some sound gear, radios, whatever it is, and have stolen a $160,000 suit, I would just dump the thing. If I was still, I'm like, why would I put myself in a high-risk scenario? I guess because it's hot stuff, so you can't like really fence it off. <laughs> and if, if there were the type of people that just like, oh, we just we just needed the cash, like, like I, I feel like I say I they would just, wouldn't care yeah. about what other people are thinking. I say I would just do a bon- big bonfire and burn... Big bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I were to be in their shoes. I'm like, just going to say it's a publicity stunt. Okay. I'll, I'll just say that, right? But do you think it's plausible that thieves or people that have stolen it have got felt the regret and like, oh, we shouldn't have stole this. Well, Let's um, go return I'm it. giving it a benefit of doubt, but I do like the sense of humor that they're giving. Yeah. The big bird bandits. <laughs> yeah, that, and that the is pun funny. there was like, mm, yeah, big bird and yeah, not bad, not bad. Good stuff. Yeah. Bad publicity is still good publicity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, I guess the lesson is if you're stressed and going through a rough time. Return Big Bird. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Don't go and steal Big Bird. Don't steal Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just senses back to like our topic. Like don't steal. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything irrational. Yes. Find the right channel to think through stress. your actions. Going back to the stress part, right? Yeah. People, when people act out of emotion, they do dumb things. Yeah. Like we always do. Everyone does. 
So don't act out of emotion, act out of wisdom and knowledge. And to be able to get to that place of acting out of wisdom and knowledge, you need to be able to control your emotions and think through that, that process there. Because if you act out of emotions, you end up doing what I was doing when I was 16 and 17 years old. Yeah, Punching be, a hole through my wall. Don't be like Gills, man. Don't be yeah. like 17-year-old, 16-year-old Gills. <laughs> yeah, don't be like Gills even right now, man. You punch crap out of you. You oh, make him stress. No, I'll just punch, <laughs> out of the, punch the crap out of my belongings. <laughs> now you just go and lift, they lift like 200 kilos and snap his own <laughs> See, now uh, I lift heavy things now to in preparation of the stress. It's I'm an constantly venting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I guess that's it for today. Um, dinner is waiting for us outside. Oh, dinner. You know, what's, you know what could be a good topic for us to talk about one day, Andy? Yeah. That big bird thing, right? Yeah. Have you done anything that you regret? Oh, yeah. Have you? Do you have any big bird regrets in your life? All right. So we're going to segue this to oh, our next episode. Let's save it for episode <laughs> nine. Nine. Yes. Coming from big bird regrets. Let's call it that. Okay, Whatever you want to call it. Big bird regrets. Okay, so what it's a build up now. What are the big regrets in your life? I was actually thinking of that on, on the way here. And I'm like, <laughs> what would I talk about? Like, oh. All right, good. So now we have topic for episode nine. That's and right. we just want to crunch it up. So um, yeah, thank you again for everything. You know, do the usual thing. Like and subscribe. Um, and also like send us emails or whatsoever. If yeah, you have any send us an email. Yeah. Leave, a, leave a comment on the, one of the photos. Is the big bird a big hoax? <laughs> yeah, Is it a publicity stunt? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah, we want to know. So yeah, that's it for today. And have a Ciao. good time. Yeah, Ciao. Love you. <laughs> Bye.